Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. Legend of the donuts still lives on around here. We're all still talking about the other day when there were so many donuts in the lunchroom, and we all overindulged. I gained a pound and a half that day. Great Scott! I know it. It'll take me weeks of like really dedicated eating and uh, and denying myself to get back that ten minutes of kind of enjoyment. Oh, but that half hour of that weird fat is coating my mouth feeling. <laughs> anyway, live from Studio C, dimly lit room, etc., etc. It's Friday, ladies and germs, headed into a summer weekend. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. People sitting in their homes, wolfing down potato chips. That's our general manager? We needed, we needed to lighten up the show by like. And uh, that's that's my first step in that direction. What? Mata, mata. There has been such an explosion in tater chip eaten and Fritos and the rest of it. There's a, a strike at the Frito-Lay plant in Topeka because they've been making people work triple shifts seven days a week. Yeah, I want to hear about that as soon as we begin the show because this is Friday, July 16th. The year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules, the rags at Mark. I want to take a thing till it came back. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, it's, that's polite, right? Yeah, yeah. Tinkle is polite, yeah. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? Michael, Alex, somebody? That was Giannis Antetokounmpo after leaving the game in the first quarter. He, uh, they were asked, what, why'd you leave? And he had to take a tinkle. Oh, oh! I didn't understand a word. <laughs> it was Greek to me. Hey, can, now, can we hear it now uh, again? Now that we've gotten the, I had to take a tinkle. It came back. <laughs> I had to take a tinkle. That's it. That's it's, that's polite, right? Yeah, yeah. Tinkle is polite. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out what's the polite English word as a man right. who speaks. What do you speak in Greece? Latin? Greek? <laughs> they don't speak Latin there. Um, I don't think so. Uh, not for a couple thousand years. Uh, anyway, the NBA Finals gets going uh, again this weekend with Game 5. It's tied 2-2. Um, so a lot of people are eating chips, you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Topeka Frito-Lay plant has been pushed to the brink. I know our chip eating's up at our house. I, 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 didn't, I hadn't really thought about it, but it definitely is. We've been eating more chips We've been buying the big boxes that have the assorted in it. It's got the, like, the regular Lays, and then it's got Fritos, and then it's got Doritos of various kinds and stuff like that, all in one big box. Well, the allegation by the, I think it's a, is there a union? A union involved here is that they're forcing the workers to work seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Is it one of those deals where they're short on employees? Because that's happening all over the country where employees are just... The people that did go to work are just getting killed. I mean, they're just getting run ragged and restaurant business treated poorly. We've got a story about that, just abused because, like I've commented, service has been horrible at most restaurants I've been to. And I haven't been, uh, I've been re- trying to react nicely, even though, you know, if I'm paying the same amount, I'd kind of like to have, you know, get my food over here, get something to drink. But anyway, um, the, the employees can't help it because they're nope. understaffed everywhere. Right. I right. got to assume it's the same at warehouses and that sort of thing, too, where a lot of people just haven't come back. 
Well, I'm trusting the uh, the news coverage I'm reading, and there's no uh, indication that they have any sort of worker shortage. It's just an explosion in demand. They go into the parent company, PepsiCo, has seen a huge increase in their stock, higher demand, blah, blah, blah. So, hmm. Is there a reason that people would all of a sudden be eating more chips? Yeah, they're laying around at home. Yeah. They're not going into the office. I've never in my life brought a bag of potato chips to the office, but I have wandered over to the pantry occasionally. You know? And uh, and purchased some? Well, just to grab some. I mean, if you're working from home, all your oh, snacks I see, are there. I see what you mean, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so a story came out yesterday that the Biden administration is putting uh, some pressure on uh, Facebook and some of the other social media companies about disinformation around the virus and the vaccine. Yes, the federal government is saying censor that and censor them and censor them for us. And so now we're even closer to what we were talking about earlier in the week. And really, Matt Taibbi got this started, right, in his um, his Substack article about, hey, if the government is telling Facebook what they can and cannot say, then it is a violation of the First Amendment. Especially because uh, Facebook is willingly participating, going back and forth. They're advising each other on what should be censored. In other words, I mean, it's just they the government has contracted out censorship. And it seems like we're a lot more into that territory now than when he wrote that article. Uh, so it would seem, yeah. After yesterday. So that'll, that's a, that's a good topic for conversation. Uh, they're, the reason that they're cracking down on this <clears throat> is they're trying to get more people to get the vaccine. They're trying to get more people to get the shot as the Delta variant, uh, travels around the country. And now the first county in America, LA County, has back to mandatory indoor masking, vaccinated or not. Oh and uh, the belief is that there will be other counties to follow. I believe the county I live in, I would, I suspect it any day. Well, one interesting thing to me is that the mandatory indoor masking coming back starts at midnight Saturday night. Right. If, if it's a freaking crisis and a good idea, <clears throat> it's saving lives and everything. Why don't you just say starting now? Why do you give? Why why do you wait two days? Well, you got to gear up. You know, there's you all do? sorts of preparations. Sure. There? Yeah. What are those preparations? Your, your, the mask police have to well, arm their weapons. I have no idea. It just seems I weird to me. If it's a crisis. Hey, noon today. It's a crisis. Throw on a mask. No, midnight you? tomorrow night. Uh, what? Why? That's that. To me, that makes it sound more arbitrary and ridiculous, not less. Yeah, I If you no said idea. starting this afternoon at 3 o'clock. We're back to indoor masking. Then I would think, okay, well, maybe maybe you got some science to back that up. How are you feeling about this? Does this seem like a good idea to you, or what? Uh, as usual, it's uh, it's blunt. It's a blunt, blunt instrument. I, I st- Everybody masked up indoors, even st- if you're vaccinated. It's just dumb. Well, I stopped paying attention to this story a couple months ago, but the last I heard, the chance of getting or spreading the virus if I've got the vaccine is infinitesimally small. Is yes, it still? Yeah, yeah, and even if you get it, you will not get very sick, with very rare exceptions. Okay, then why am I wearing a mask as a vaccinated person? And generally, those exceptions where people get really sick or die are immunocompromised or have serious underlying health uh, problems. All right, Because it's it's freaking dumb. It's a blunt, blunt instrument, because the authorities believe, perhaps correctly, that humanity is so stupid, they can't make such a difficult-to-understand distinction as, if you're vaccinated, it's up to you. If you're not vaccinated, throw on a damn mask. Why oh, you lost me. That was so complicated. If I'm vaccinated, I'm supposed to wear a mask. And if I'm not, I'm supposed to beat up anybody who I see with. <laughs> I, I don't what did you say again. <laughs> I've given up. I'm over this COVID thing.
COVID I've cases. Had enough. COVID cases are now on the rise in all fifty states. We were all all fifty states were dropping at one point not that long ago. Now all fifty states are going back up again. Yes, some of them quite notably, and deaths are starting to rise too from a very very small number. Hospitalizations are on the rise, deaths are on the rise. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it was on the level of like crocodile attacks for a while. It's just <laughs> it's very low numbers. Uh, but it is starting to look significant again. Speaking of week, Shark Week is going on this. Uh, speaking of crocodile attacks, Shark Week is going on. Hmm. And uh, we were watching an episode. I don't think this was part of Shark Week, but it was a, It was one of your nature shows last night. It was some sort of sharks versus alligators show. And it, it and, and my, my youngest son was not sure if it was going to be too violent for him or not. And, and, sure, and like in the opening scene. You had a crocodile head on the beach and a lot of blood, and so we we switched away. The shark apparently won that battle. That had to be something to see. I don't know. I don't know if later in the program they showed it. My my older son and I kind of wanted to see the battle if they were actually showed the shark versus alligator get it on. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that those two beasts ever squared off. I didn't know so either. Are we sure the uh, shark didn't just come across a dead crocodile? And we had this crocodile, uh, whatever it was. And we had the story yesterday of a guy who was uh, drunk on the beach, but I repeat myself. Um, it's like the new country song. I don't remember. I was on a boat that day. That's the. <laughs> I was on a boat that day is the refrain. It's all various things you don't remember. But uh, a guy was on a beach and he was a drunk and he walked out into the waves to relieve himself and got et by a shark. Dead. Dead. Mm. So, a little lesson for everybody headed into the weekend if you're near the ocean. Uh, how does mailbag look, which is coming up? Oh, it's, it's good. We have a big, sprawling cow, though, an epic cow, clips of the week in moments. Awesome. And we'll get to the news of the day because that's what we do. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One week from today are the opening ceremonies of the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, and they're at their all-time high for COVID cases in uh, in Tokyo. Including lots of Olympic officials now. So they're going to have the giant event that is the Olympics while they're at the peak of COVID ravaging their town. Coronavirus! Huh. Trying to keep the athletes safe. You get safe. You can see a 100-yard dash, two people. The only people left who don't have the uh, Chinese bat fever. Running in masks. They make it like 60 yards and they can't breathe. So they got to like crawl the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, I'm, it'll be interesting to follow, especially because there's no love lost between the Japanese and the Chinese. And if Japan uh, sees fit to blame China for unleashing yes. the bat fever on the world, they'll say so oh, out yeah. loud, we man. Got, we got to talk about that later. The WHO has made a complete turnaround on that and now says, yeah, the lab leak thing is probably what happened. So, Oh, debunk conspiracy theory. Oh, oh, misinformation. Oh, cancel that account. Oh, defund them. Oh, deplatform them. Oh, Bastards. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the freedom, love, and quote of the day mailbag are all on the way. But first, it's time for a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I'm strong and get dig. Hmm? When you're not terrified, you'll be depressed. It's great. <laughs> and that is a full duration burn, folks. We are headed to space. I was once a child with a dream. Now I'm an adult in a spaceship. Hey! <laughs> The Taliban are laughing it up. And why not? 
Is it a mistake? The withdrawal. Of I, you know, I think it is. Yeah, I think because I think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad. That's the reason why we're very concerned. Is that we have some sort of a schism? No, no, America. The pandemic's got to be over. I threw out my sweatpants. I drank all my hand sanitizer. Do you think the priorities of national Democrats uh, may have been misplaced? Uh, yes, I, I do. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinkos. There's no Office Max near them. Pardons, Effendi. I bow before your magnificent imperialist nipples. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. Even allowing for the dementia, it was a stunningly irresponsible thing for an American leader to say out loud. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of, of free Britney. But one thing we can all agree on is that Jamie Spears is a dick. This is too good to be true. It's just precious. Yeah, totally pathetic. Tony Blinken, like his boss, Joe Biden, is sticking a kick me sign on Uncle Sam's back. We have, um, a, how do you say it? Cucumber? Cucumbers. Within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. You're now. Jimmy, I'm handling this. You need to stop telling me that. Who do you think you are? I am. I wanted to take a tinkle that came back. Yeah. <laughs> that's polite, right? Tinkle is polite, yeah. So you listen to the Armstrong and Getty show, you tune in and they make you wish you'd never even gotten out of bed. It's fantastic. Ah, I, I gotta admit, there's a little bit of an ooga-booga feel to it. That's not hyperbole. There you go, that's the week. What a week it was. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Rounding out our series from the great Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Violence can only be concealed by a lie, and the lie can only be maintained by violence. Any man who has once proclaimed violence as his method is inevitably forced to take the lie as his principle. Mm. Mm, Think about that. Mailbag. What's going on in Cuba right now? Exactly. Iran. You name your repressive regime. China. Uh, Scott writes, I listen to your... Blah, 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 blah. On July the 14th, you read an opinion piece talking about past political issues and th- th- that have been proven to be true and why people who think there was election fraud are so convinced that all the institutions lie to them all the time, etc., etc. That is at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Wednesday's hot links. It's the Twitter thread I read. I've had a lot of requests for that. Cool. Uh, Aileen Anonymous writes, Guys, the show about drug addiction, junkies, feels uncomfortable. As the mom of an addict, when I heard the show, I felt embarrassed, offended, pissed, all feelings that it seems only your show has the balls to share. We need to feel uncomfortable. My son is an addict who gets money from the government to help him be an addict. My son is a junkie, thief, liar, abuser. He is also human. An addict is a human, and I want to thank you for talking about it. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody even bring that up. Have you regarding the whole uh, explosion in deaths from uh, overdoses? 
Have you uh, heard? I haven't heard. I, I've, I've heard this story a bunch of times, various places. I haven't heard anybody else mention people that were already addicts started getting checks and couldn't get evicted. You don't think that helped them on their road right. to overdosing? And or were living easy in tent cities that have never, ever been allowed in the United States. You'd get run out of this place, run out of that place. You'd have to hide in this place. And after a while, people decided being a junkie sucks. I hate this lifestyle. I'm going to quit it. But we have in this, this this spasm of misplaced compassion, in quotes, decided what we really need to do is make it effortless and comfortable to be a drug addict. It's just, it's, you know, as I've often said, compassion without order is chaos and death in this case. Uh, Nick writes, with all the talk about drug deaths the last few days, it made me think about the gun deaths that generate so much tension. Quick Google search says in 2019 there were 38,000 total gun deaths, of which 24,000 were suicides. Uh, dwarfed, dwarfed by the drug uh, deaths. Oh, yeah. Almost 100,000. Uh, let's see, uh, CDC COVID vaccine breakthrough data shows just how effective the vaccines are, writes Paolo, over 157 million fully vaccinated, practically no deaths, 26% of those were unrelated to COVID. We can't afford to waste this miracle. We need to do everything we can to encourage the uh, resistors to vaccinate. Uh, and then he makes another point, we need to stop modifying our behavior in deference to them. More on that to come. The moon's going to start wobbling next decade, among other stories coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, some more news. Next week, Jeff Bezos is going to space, and today was announced that one of his fellow passengers is an 18-year-old, and he will be the youngest person ever to go. Yeah. What an experience for an 18-year-old. He'll be the only passenger who sums up the trip by saying, the Wi-Fi sucked. <laughs> yeah, the 18-year-old will take the spot of the $28 million mystery bidder who had to back out due to scheduling conflicts. <laughs> scheduling conflicts. Who's like, ah, oh, can't make it to space. I forgot about my cousin's baby shower. Uh, that is a weird headline, and I think everybody reacted the same way as Jimmy found. What kind of scheduling conflict do you possibly have? I don't care how important the meeting is. You're getting to be one of the only human beings that have ever gone into space. I mean, the list of people that's gone into space is like three digits, isn't it, as Americans? It's not very many ever that have been into space. Right. And certainly civilians. It's like nobody. I, I got I got a thing, and I forgot. It's just I can't get out of it. It's got to be yeah, something with his I wife. I should have run the date by my wife. It's got to be something with his wife. Right. We can't. My cousin's getting married that day. <laughs> No, you can't go to space that day. I told you about this. <laughs> uh, uh, what, I understand the guy's a billionaire or something. It's a business thing. I know nothing about. Well, this, it's but. a it's a it's a mystery. Nobody knows exactly who it is, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, okay. he said he's got us. He or she said they've got a scheduling conflict, and so this eighteen year old is going to go in their place. That's one of our space stories. That's kind of fun. This one might be kind of fun. Wait a second. That person they, they will kick themselves in the head on their deathbed, won't they? <laughs> Yeah, good thing I showed up for the shareholders meeting. That sure was a good meeting. They will kick Could have been in space. They'll kick themselves in their head on their deathbed. That's right. That might that might push them over the edge. Actually. I don't expect to be that limber on my deathbed. But. Yeah, well. 
And then another space story that may be funny or may be tragic. Now, they've got some serious flooding going on in Europe. Uh, 43 people died in Germany. They're sending 700 soldiers to 20 districts to try to deal with the flooding and the people that can't get out. Yeah, the death toll is going to be enormous. We may have a much more severe flooding headed our way in uh, future years as the moon is about to start wobbling. Uh, or they call it a wobble. It actually tilts slightly a different direction. And whenever that happens, it, 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 and combined with some other things that are going on, there's some serious flooding predicted for the 2030s. With the moon's tilt that changes over its 18.6-year cycle of tilting various directions, that combined with some other things that are going on with the Earth's tides and global warming, they claim, is going yeah. to bring bad, 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 bad flooding like we haven't seen since uh, Noah to Earth in the 2030s. So there you go. There's there's something to look forward to. Combination of uh, higher high tides and rising ocean levels. It could be uh, climate change hysteria or not. Hopefully I'll be alive to find out. Move to higher ground. That's my recommendation. Yep. Yep. Learn to swim. Get a boat. So Matt Taibbi is uh, long been one of my favorite writers. Often his politics annoyed the bejesus out of me, but the, you know that's my problem. He's a smart guy; he just sees the world a little differently than I do. Uh, but he has been shocked by the transition of the American left from your classical liberal type to a a tight embrace with big government, the surveillance state, uh, secrecy, and the rest of it. I mean, for for our entire lives, the American left would howled about that sort of stuff to the point of ridiculousness sometimes, in my opinion. But now they've thoroughly embraced it. And uh, Taibbi, who puts out uh, more words in print per day than I think most of us do verbally, uh, wrote a great piece the other day. I'll share some of it with you. It's about Tucker Carlson. Um, announcing he'd been approached by a whistleblower who told him he was being spied on by the NSA. Tucker said the National Security Agency is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. The reaction, writes Taibbi, was swift, mocking, and ferocious. Carlson is sounding more and more like InfoWars host and notorious conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, chirped CNN media analyst Brian Stelter, who's one of the worst people on Earth. Vox, <laughs> Vox, oh, that's that's the new thing, by the way, comparing people with Alex Jones. People have even done it to us. I just, it's it's lazy. It's so lazy. Us? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now and again. Wow. Uh, Vox Rip Carlson is a serial fabulist whose claims were evidence-free. The Washington Post quipped that in a testament to just show how far the credibility of Tucker Carlson tonight is cratered, even groups like PEN America and Reporters Committee on the Freedom of the Press were no commenting on the story. Organizations that exist to protect reporters from government overreach had nothing to say. They muttered quietly and looked at their feet. While CNN learned from its always reliable people familiar with the matter, in quotes, that even Carlson's bosses at Fox didn't believe him. And Taibbi rate a lot of media people despise Carlson, so this isn't so surprising. He may be exhibit A in the epithet phenomenon that became standard math in the Trump era. If you thought Trump was just an a-hole in 2015, you jumped after Charlottesville straight past racist to white supremacist and stayed there. He's spoken of in newsrooms in hushed tones like a mythical monster. Uh, <laughs> Tucker is. Uh, the, 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 the paranoid rumor that he's running for president, and he's not, comes almost entirely from a handful of editors and producers who've convinced themselves it's true, half out of anxiety and half subconscious desperation to find a click-generating replacement for Donald Trump. Um, that, that, that paragraph is not really germane to his argument, but anybody who takes uh, a minute to kick the media, I have a minute for them.
So then he, he went on Maria Bartiromo's program and said the NSA leaked the contents of my emails to journalists. He's, they're trying to get us off the air. Uh, in a flash, the gloating and non-denial denials that littered early coverage of the story, like the NSA's meaningless exist, uh, insistence that Tucker was not a target of surveillance, dried up. They were instantly replaced by a new, more tortured rhetoric, exemplified by the amazingly loathsome interview conducted by former Bush official Nicole Wallace on MSNBC, and I watched the clips of it. Loathsome interview. Yeah. Weissman denounced Carlson for sowing distrust in the intel community, which he said was so anti-American. Wallace uh, agreed that Carlson had contributed to a growing chorus of distrust in our country's intelligence agencies, etc., etc. He goes on in some detail. But then Matt Taibbi goes into the long, you know what, long is, is the wrong word, the frequent history of NSA overreach, violating their own rules. Uh, leaks upon leaks upon leaks of various uh, groups, emails, and that sort of thing. Then he says, after Obama left office, illegal leaks of classified intercepts became commonplace. Many included uh, the, the, the January 27 leak of conversations between Michael Flynn, Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Uh, then he mentions several or several more, Susan Rice, unmasking people. These leaks tended to go to the same small group of reporters at outlets like the Washington Post, New York Times, and CNN, and not one prompted blowback. And some of these leaks were major national security issues. This was a major forgotten element of the reality winner story. You remember her? Yeah. Winner, a relatively low-level contractor acting on her own, was caught, charged, and jailed with extraordinary speed after leaking the NSA documents about Russian interference to the intercept. But these dozens of similar violations by senior intelligence officials, mainly in leaks about Trump, went not just unpunished, but uninvestigated. As Winner's lawyer told me years ago, his client's case was about low-hanging fruit. So anyway, Matt Taibbi is uh, not only hammering the left for suddenly having no interest in secret government agency overreach, but he says there's every reason to believe that this is happening, and Tucker Carlson is absolutely right. Yeah, that used to be the main thing with uh, old hippies was uh, government agencies spying on Americans and stuff. And uh, while we've had plenty of evidence of that happening over recent years, all of a sudden your old hippie crowd has lost interest in that for some reason. Well, not only that, but therefore uh, empowering the surveillance right. state. Yeah, there, there's no question uh, that that the you know the American right used to be about control. Uh, you might argue censorship. You know, in the the bulk of the 20th century, uh, often to its discredit, uh, it is unquestionable that. The left is now the greatest fan of government control, uh, of, uh, of limiting free speech, censorship, that sort of thing. You know, there may be no truer line ever written in a song than, than uh, Pete Townsend writing, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And that's the story of, of political theory over and over again. You can fly any flag you want, claim you're a socialist, a communist, a fascist, a whatever the hellist you want. Once you get power, especially ultimate power, you you behave exactly the same way as the other guy did. Uh, See pigs versus humans in Animal Farm. There you go. It's the same stuff, but it has talking animals in it. (laughs) Who doesn't enjoy that? Come on. Bring the kids. Uh, Speaking of bringing the kids, if your kids are like my kids, they're excited about Space Jam the movie coming out this weekend. And I can hit you with a couple of reviews if you're wondering what uh, people are thinking of Space Jam before you sit down to watch it with your children. 
and uh, try to be entertained. Sometimes nope. I watch movies with my kids when they're excited for a family movie night, and it's easy to be uh, entertained. Sometimes it's difficult to hang with the uh, the kid movie. Mm. Sometimes, but I'll uh, uh, give you a quick uh, overview of that. Also, huge prostitution problem in New York. I didn't know that. I haven't been in New York since the pandemic started, but uh, with uh, with the... the defunding the police and police uh, backing away from various neighborhoods and then during COVID just staying away from people in general. Huge explosion in prostitution. It's just out and out and about and everywhere, I guess. Oh, Lord. According to some videos I saw in the New York Post yesterday, it's pretty open. That and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. A couple of replies to things we've already talked about. I have no pity if you die from COVID. You had your chance to get the vaccine. I don't know if I need to heap scorn on people who die. It just doesn't seem like a good look for the uh, final judgment. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of... You know, I'm I'm fine with people making that choice, but uh, how much am I supposed to be concerned about the hundred percent ratio of people who died last month who didn't get the vaccine? Uh, yeah, and I I fully expect this Delta variant is going to sweep across the land. I think there are going to be a lot of lot of sick people, a lot of dead people. Um, a couple of scientists in the Wall Street Journal today, by the way, a little piece on that. <clears throat> Maybe I'll get to that later. Don't worry about this COVID thing. The vaccines seem to be working fine. It's not worse for kids. Some of the things you've heard aren't true. That's what about the, the Delta Street, variant. About the Delta variant. That's what the yeah. Wall Street Journal is saying today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I hesitate to bring you any news if if it's new news about you know a variant or whatever because sure. so much of it turns out to be wrong. Right. I work for a major California outdoor venue. After L.A. County announced their uh, indoor masking uh, mandatory, now we're now really worried that this year's concert season is also going to be canceled. I'll bet you are. Oh boy, Oof, boy. Um. Oh, a uh, number of people think the uh, the rich guy who is going to go on the spaceship with Bezos chickened out. Uh, that's the first thing I thought. That was the very first thing I thought when I heard scheduling conflict. Who's going to buy scheduling conflict with a trip to space? And you're going to tell me when you laid down your $28 million, you didn't have some idea of roughly when you're going to go to space? Uh, okay. Yeah, somebody probably told him, hey, here's what you got to do to make sure that you can handle it. Go to the local amusement park, get on the Scrambler, and if you can't handle it, you can't handle space. And he got on the Scrambler, he vomited all over himself, he may have even released his bowels, and uh, realized, I'm the last guy who ought to be in space. Hey guys, the billionaire isn't going to go to space for the same reason my very wealthy brother-in-law is bored with every vacation all the time. When your life is handed to you on a silver platter, it's all boring. Nothing means anything. I still haven't figured out how, after all these years, I feel sorry for him or just hate him. <laughs> he's bored. All, he's a bored all the time a hole. His uh, brother in law. Wow, that's that's a miserable way to live your life. Yeah, you have creature comforts out the wazoo, but you're you're constantly, you know, filled with with boredom and and I don't know. I feel like I've taken my kids too far down that road. They've done more cool stuff in their lives than I have done in my entire life, cumulative, and I'm five times their age. And uh, and they have a certain amount of that, hmm. uh, and that's just that's just human nature. You do a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's just it's gonna happen to anybody, anybody. 
You should not have existential ennui at age 10. No, I got that way. I've traveled enough. I've done enough stuff. I don't need to do anything else again in my life. I'm, I'm that way already. I just, I, I've done it. Okay. So I need to find other things to do. At least I recognize it, I guess. But I'm not going to go on vacation and, uh, and, uh, and openly be bored to everybody. <laughs> I'm so bored with this because I've done so many cool things. But Oh, I hate that person. Oh, I don't sure. even know them and I hate them. <laughs> Uh, New York City sex workers rampant in open-air prostitution market amid lax enforcement. Saw this article yesterday. Uh, they had lots of pictures and videos. You always have to wonder about the clickbait because it's an opportunity to show scantily clad women. Mm. Ah, yes. But a lot of the quotes from law enforcement and uh, the, the videos, if they are, these are accurate, they do have an open-air sex market. It's not a legal one like they have in some European countries and on purpose, but... Just enforcement has been so lax throughout the COVID, it just grew uh, over time. And now there's an area, a stretch in East New York, Brooklyn, that appears to be just, I mean, they're not, nobody's even trying to hide it at this point. The prostitutes are just stopping and talking. They're just walking the streets, stopping and talking. Every car that goes by, then the car disappears around the corner for a while and comes back. And nothing happens to anybody. Isn't that interesting how uh, 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 prostitution will, if you stop enforcement for a little bit, it's like cockroaches or something. I mean, it just explodes out of nowhere. Exploding cockroaches? I hadn't read about that. Or exploding prostitutes. Hmm. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, so I, I have very mixed feelings on prostitution. I believe uh, consenting adults should be able to do whatever they want. Right. Um, I mean, if I buy you dinner, we can have sex. But if I just eliminate the meal and give you the cash, it's against the law. Uh, on the other hand, I am fully aware that when you allow it to to come out into the open, it's it's really bad for kids. Uh, and, and virtually everybody involved in sex work is miserable or sad or unhealthy, whatever. I just... Well, as it points out in the article, a lot of them are sex slaves, basically. Uh but if it were legalized, would you have the sex slaves? You could go to places that, Gary, we do not have sex slaves. Yeah, that's the argument, is that if it's more open and regulated and it's not run by criminal enterprises, it'll be much more uh, wholesome, if you I, forgive I the don't uh, know. description. They tried it in England. I was, I was going to read a side story on that. I never got around to it. I just saw the headline. But they tried it in the U.K., first ever uh, legal reds, uh, red light district. And it became a uh, haven for drugs and all kinds of stuff, and they shut it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't have to think about it a little more, but there is an absolutely uh, unquestionable link between societies that are uh, debauched and crumbling and near the end and sexual libertinism. I, is it turning away from God? I don't. I don't know. Less duty, more ple- pleasure. It's. It's. Yeah. I think it's all about. It's a, a society that's focused on uh, pleasure today, to the, this moment. Yeah, pleasures of the flesh, as the good book puts it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. If you're engaging in prostitution, you're almost absolutely doing that, right? Uh, as the the buyer or seller, as the buyer, yeah, the buyer. I'm talking about the buyer, yeah. 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 I can see it being not horrible and unhealthy in in certain circumstances. God, it just seems so awful to me at this point in my life. I, I when I look at it, I mean, I, just thinking about it, it just seems awful. Just every everything everywhere I am with relationships and you know duty and pleasure and, and what matters, it just seems awful to me. Right, right. But I, I shouldn't judge other people who have that need. I guess. Right, yeah, and and I don't really. I I'm also acutely aware that 
as I said before, there are very few providers of the services who are strong, empowered, together, had a healthy right. relationship with their parents, they're clean, sober, and just uh, saving up money for grad school. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Even the point, even the people that aren't uh, flat-out sex slaves because they were brought to this country by some sort of uh, cartel and forced into this sex slavery, which is awful. You got all the all the women that come out of the foster care system, or uh, you know, grew up in a horrible household, and none of that is very sexy. Yeah, you can yeah, put on a high heels as much as you want. That's not a very sexy backstory. Huh. Uh, interesting. Oh, and I, just... I forgot to mention Go Space ahead. Jam comes out this weekend. If you got kids, you might know this. I don't know where they see the ads, but my son has been asking, "What day is it? Is this the sixteenth? Is it the sixteenth yet?" Somewhere you've seen ads that Space Jam come, 2 comes out the 16th. Space Jam 1 was a movie with Michael Jordan in it and uh, Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig. Now you got LeBron James taking the Michael Jordan role with all the Looney Tunes characters. The and review, much, much better special effects. Well, the review in the New York Post is that it's horrible, but the guy said the first one was terrible and kids loved the first one. So it's another one of those people who went to film school who want to review grown-up movies reviewing movies for eight-year-olds. Yeah. You didn't like it. My kids will love it, so shut up. Yeah, yeah. There are those movies, though, that the kids and the adults love. Sure. And those become, you know, instant classics. Well, I'll let you know on Monday. It's like those bands you could listen to and your girlfriend could listen to in high school. It's it's the hotly sought after. Armstrong and Getty.